right, welcome in. We are doing another Mental Health Monday here on 5 Minutes with Sean, maybe 10. Today is one of those maybe 10 and beyond. Uh, we got another great sit down. Uh, this is someone that I've been watching for quite a while online. Um, we've never actually met in person. This is our first official meeting as face-to-face -face individuals. Uh, but this is Brian Wall. Brian, how are you today, man? Doing well in yourself, brother. I am wonderful. Thank you so much. So yeah. keeping with our theme of mental health, Brian, I know that's your background. You give, give you folks a quick 30-second overview of what Brian does. And uh, Brian just moved across the country. So we are going to be very diligent with his time. So Brian, take it away. What, where, what do you do now? Yeah, so I uh, was originally in uh, Western Michigan with my family there and had an opportunity to join Promises Behavioral Health at Lucida Treatment Center here in Lantana, Florida, uh, Southern Florida. And so made the move. And so settling down here in Lantana and getting things started uh, on the clinical side here with the treatment center and then um, hopefully heading back to uh, West Michigan in, in May to pick up my girls and and reunite as one. <laughs> Come back down to Florida together. Wow, what a change of weather. What a wonderful time. So in your in your new position, uh, your role exactly is, is working with folks directly or do you have a team? Just if you could, I know there's a lot in the, in the health world. We can't talk about, you know, privacy, et cetera. But right. what you can tell us about what you do. What, what's a little more on that? Yeah, so Lucida, I'm the clinical director at Lucida Treatment Center. And so we have, uh, I have a clinical team of therapists and case managers. And then we have um, medical and behavioral and every aspect of treatment really. And, and we serve uh, co-occurring um, disorders. So it could be straight uh, addiction related uh, substance use disorders or um, co-occurring or straight uh, mental health. And, and we cover all that across the board and offer um, several levels of care at the same site and then help to refer folks out to the next level of care upon discharge. Wow, that's amazing. So in the addiction world, it's a big part of it. I noticed a lot of a lot of your posts sort of revolve around the concepts within it. And, and it's interesting that you're on the show. And granted, this is we're going to get to your topic in a second. And, and someone like me, um, I have I have addiction that I deal with every day. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's a personality trait almost, Brian. And so yeah. it's, it's something about being manageable. And I was going to I just read one of the only books I've ever read in my whole life. And everyone jokes, like, ha ha, real funny. Like, no, I'm being serious. I don't, I'm not right. But I sat down, I read a book recently um, and it's revolving around, you know, addiction, et cetera. And, and it came to me, I don't know, Brian, is there a definition for addiction? I know this, again, we're getting off topic, but I have someone who's a professional. Is there an, because I wonder the definition, like what makes you an addict per se? Yeah. Of course, there's a, there, there's a definition. I'm sure it's much more formal than what I'm going to offer. But in my mind, being in the field as long as I have, as well as dealing with addiction on, on, my, in a, on a personal level, yeah. I've found it to be when you are um, really across the board, any activity, any substance, any behavior that has become um, so influential on, on your daily life that it's become unmanageable. You know, you're not able to maintain balance and it's starting to affect um, uh, personal health. I, I think that would qualify as, as an addiction, something that needs to be addressed. So things that can be, if you can manage that, right? Like much like managing stress, if you can manage that, then I, I suppose it doesn't move to the level of addiction, which to me is kind of part of the book that I was reading, Dr. Carl Hart. I'm sure you've heard the name. Yeah. You work in the drug addiction world. And so that book was sort of like, to me, it was like, wow, this is really, there's a bigger discussion there. So again, not what we came to talk about, but more importantly, as always, guys, we're keeping with the theme here on uh, the Mental Health Mondays and any Monday or anytime we have a, uh, someone on the show, we want to make it about what they want to talk about. So, Brian, tell us what you, my friend, want to talk about. 
All right. So in theme with all that you're doing, I thought, you know what, I'm not going to even do any any additional research on this topic. I'm just I did a post on it recently, um, a couple posts back, but um, it's something that's been really relevant in my life right now with the move and really been fresh on my mind and something that um, I'm having to uh, clamp down on some management of, to be honest with you, it's, it's that internal versus external locus of control. You know, how do you manage those two things in your life? Because internal is um, that, that, uh, that locus of control, that, that aspect of control that says that I'm in control. You know, things happen because of my attributes, my gifts, um, my, my efforts, and external is more of, you know what, I'm going to get up and walk out the door today and hope to goodness the world doesn't come after me, you know, because anything and everything that happens um, throughout the day affects me and there's nothing I can do about it. That's more the external side of things. And obviously um, both have their, their, their bonuses, I guess, you know, and both have their drawbacks. I, I think that um, overall, those that uh, choose to have an internal locus of control typically can manage life a little better than others and, and tend to have um, lower stress levels, lower anxiety, that sort of thing. And so um, I noticed, man, that just coming down to South Florida and all this is, is our move right now. Yeah. There's aspects of setting up power and getting an apartment and getting a plane ticket back home and trying to manage all that is Lucida right now to get the team uh, where they need to be and make sure our, our, our residents are getting the care that they deserve. Everything that is Brian right now, you know, there's there's so many times throughout the day that I could I could take that external locus of control route and just, you know, pull whatever hair I have left out of my head, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's so important to to be aware of that on a daily basis and understand that there are some things we can control and some things we just can't, and that's life. And we get to choose those battles and that's where the power lies. I would agree. And I think it comes back, you just said it there uh, a little bit, which is the awareness part, right? So yeah. um, self-awareness, I think is something people don't give enough credit to. Just, in, just being self-aware. It's one of the biggest things I love about when I met my wife. She was someone who just, she knew who she was in yeah. her own skin. And for me, I tried all kinds of different skins on as I was younger, trying to see yeah. who fit, who I was supposed to be, you know, because I'd always had this weird internal discussion. I never wanted to be a parent. I just didn't. I, I, I would be around nephews or, or younger children. And I would get, I would get, I just would be uncomfortable. And right. so, but I played the part right throughout high school. You could never, high school, the beginning of college, you know, era, you could never tell people like, yeah, I want to just marry a wife and go have our lives together. And, and people were, <laughs> Like, well, yeah, and then have kids. It was like, no, I didn't want to do that, you know? And so uh, I think self-awareness is a big part of that, Brian. And, and, and honestly, let me ask you something. Yeah. Don't you believe at some level that we cross in and out of the internal and the external in a given day if we have that self-awareness? Isn't that kind of the, the crux of the control piece here? I, that's how I feel, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're onto something, man. I, I don't... I don't care what what uh, what route you choose. I think that there is one thing we absolutely cannot get around in life, and that is being human. We're just human, yeah. and life happens, and we do the best we can to to um, try on new skins. You know, I, I love the way you put that because that's really a lot of what what development and growing and maturing and yes. understanding the world that is around you. I mean, all that's a part of trying on new skins and trying on new approaches and, and finding what works with you, finding that sweet spot for yourself. And, and throughout all that, it doesn't matter. Tomorrow morning, the world's gonna continue to throw curveballs at us, whatever that looks like. Um, and we get to choose what to do with those. But ultimately we're human and they're gonna come. And I love the fact that 
we're, we have control of, of that choice. I love that. Ultimately, it's your choice. About it. Yeah, man, it's I, great. I, I, I think, again, I think people look at it and they think to themselves, it's kind of like they're stuck in the decision. Like they, they feel like they have to pick a lane, right? So if you're an internal control person, all of a sudden you have to be an alpha and you have to just, everything has to be this, it has to be that. And I just, I don't buy into that. I believe life is more, so much more of a hybrid. It's so much more gray that anyone ever wants to give it credit for like it just and i think that's what's cool about it i don't i don't particularly like anything that's black and white because i find (laughs) that the the further i look at a black and white topic it it should probably be gray like it just if someone ever says to me sean this is black and white this is the way it's like you're probably wrong then because you probably you probably stand too heavily on one side of the discussion if if the world is black and white to you then then it's obvious the there's only one answer and that's i think that's a fundamental problem uh, yeah. what people approach life with. So when you talk about external, when, when you look at a problem, like, so when I, I wake up in the morning, I told you this pre-show, this is, this is what I, this is how I am. This is, I roll out of bed this it's way. It's amazing. I, I try to go to sleep this way. I do not use caffeine. I don't drink coffee. I don't do anything. Again, the downers jokes always there for people. It's good that anyone who knows me knows why, but the, the point is, is I, I want to, some days though, when I, when I do start working and I think to myself, what's going to happen today? Do you know? Like, because like, and it happened only terrible enough when I became a homeowner, you know, because my wife and I had rented for the longest time. It was just easier. We moved, we did this. And then we bought a house four years ago. And every day I woke up, I was like, what's going to break? You know, what's going to happen today? And two days ago, a bad storm came through, ripped my deck off and it's like splattered across my backyard. Oh my God. And so uh, external. Oh shit. I can't now what? Now I got to go get a new deck. Then I was like, well, what if I want to upgrade? Blah, 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 blah. Right. That's external. I immediately got angry. My wife looked at me. She's like, what, what were you going to do? Like it, there was a 70 mile an hour wind gust came through. What were you going to stop it? Did you, are you, and it's like, and she's always right with that. It's the immediate <laughs> grounding. So I think self-awareness and, and, and partnership though, Brian, you've got to find, so here, let's go, let's take it to you. Yeah. You're moving, you're dealing with all this. Your partner in crime isn't at home when you get home. I know we got the FaceTimes and we got the Zooms, we got whatever. Is that, what's, what's that like? Because do you, do you see that as an external and an internal? Because you, there's nothing you can do about it yet, but you do have to manage it. How are you approaching that? Good question. So this whole move, one thing that I have, okay, so the external part is that I wake up and my wife and my girls are not there. My heart hurts because of that. Sure. I want my, my girls with me, right? My girls, meaning all three, <laughs> my girls and my wife, right? So, and I don't have that. And that's the external piece. And, and I can, I can be dwelling on that and depressed about it and let it affect my entire disease, you know, all that stuff. Right. But one thing that I have honestly, um, <clears throat> This is the internal part. So I have translated this for myself as a reminder of how incredibly blessed I am and how grateful I am to have these people in my life and what they mean to me and the influence they have on me and the positive impact they have on me and how much of a part of my balance they are for me. Um, All those things have been a wonderful reminder. So um, when I'm having when I'm having a conversation with my wife and my girls, it's almost like a celebration. It's not it's not like oh my gosh, I miss you so much. And I drop back into this state of depression or whatever. It's a great celebration in that I'm, I'm having an opportunity to embrace being reminded of how incredibly blessed I am. That's really cool. 
absence I love makes that. the heart grow fonder, right? That's what it they does. say. And, and it sounds like you're having a deeper connection because yeah. of it. So now when you're on these calls or they're in front of you, you potentially are putting in even more focus than maybe you would if they were sitting next to you, or maybe you would if you guys have been in the second year of your new apartment in Florida and things, they might not look the same way conversationally once everyone's together. So yeah. uh, I think that's tremendous, dude. And I think when you look at, again, you said it right off the get, external, you could wake up and say, this sucks. This sucks. I got, but you can't, Brian, because you got a, you got a job to do. Yeah. You got to be able to set this up for your family to join you. So you can't, Absolutely. you know, it's, it's like, I was just talking with my business partner. We're all big hikers and we've all been kind of going out further and doing longer hikes. And once you commit to a long hike, the only thing is back to the car. That's like, it. Just, there's not like a, well, you know, have someone come get me. Like, no, dude, we're, we're, we're your phone doesn't even work. Even exactly. If you want to get you. So we're, we're here. Right. So the end game for me is, as I always say it to my wife, you know, she'll say, I, Sean, this is so rough. We've dealt with so much loss. We've did some other things have happened. I said, babe, what's the alternative? Yeah. Well, we've got to wake up tomorrow. We're not going to not. We would right. that's for us. It's not an option. So I have to view it that way. Brian, how, how long have you been in your field? Uh, going on 22 years now. Wow. So you and I, I mean, that's the same as I am in mine. Um, you've watched the evolution of your field, right? So yeah. you've seen some of this internal, external. Have you, have you seen more people, not more people, that's not even fair to say, but have you seen the external, internal be more clear in people you meet as, as you've gone on and seen this? Or has it become murkier to you because you question now, like, how do you view other people when you see them struggling with this? How do you make that delineation to say to them, hey, man, I think this might be an internal versus an external? And, and how have, has your view kind of shifted over the years? Yeah, so I think that um, one thing that's really been great about uh, the pandemic is that it's brought more awareness to um, addiction and mental health. And so that's been a blessing for my field. It's been a blessing for me um, as a therapist and as a clinical director and all that I do, because the world is more aware of the effects that are happening uh, individually and in family systems because of what's happening that we can't control, right? So yes. that's that internal external thing. The pandemic's happening and you can be all kinds of uh, enmeshed in the pandemic and what are we going to do? Or you can live with an internal locus of control um, as your base, right? So um, when I'm dealing with a client, I, I don't I don't really refer to it um, initially as an internal versus external locus of control. Typically, I'll walk them through um, what they can control and what they can't. And then once they have a better idea of um, what that looks like and, and how they're responding in, in individual situations, then I kind of educate them on the concept. Um, one thing, uh, you know, for instance, you said about your deck, that happened. My first thought when you said that was, dude, you get to upgrade. Like that was my first, what a blessing. And no one, no, your, your neighbor's not coming over saying, hey, Sean, your, your deck's out, dude. When do you get in that fix? Because it makes our neighborhood look horrible. No, right? but I am. No, I know I you am. are. And I look outside and I'm like, oh my God, I'm an embarrassment. <laughs> I can't even go. Like, and, and the worst part about it is, the worst part about it is my neighbor has a, like a two-story kid's thing. It's gone. It's in pieces in his yard. And so I'm thinking oh to my myself, gosh. I don't even look as bad because he's got a bunch of, he's got three children who are now, probably devastated that they're right. like, what it's gone and it, means it just must be screwed right and right. so i think then i started feeling the internal going neighbors got it work sean 
neighbors yeah. doors, all the way through all the way around because i i've been asking my wife for years to upgrade the deck yeah okay there's, there's a blessing she's in not, it she's not wrong it didn't need to be upgraded but now it does yeah now it does yeah. And now we're uncovering all these code issues by the people who built it because we didn't build it. We bought this house. So they're like, can't really fix it. Got to replace it. I'm like, well, okay. Right. You know? Yeah. And you know, but, sometimes that kind of thing pops up. Like you'll have a deck get thrown out and you get all upset about it. Yeah. But you know, bottom line is no one's forcing you to get that deck fixed tomorrow. No one's saying what, what you have to put in place of it. No one's saying how much money you, you get to make all those decisions yourself. And then oftentimes you come across things like code. So it's like, wow, this is really faulty. And you start thinking, man, I'm kind of glad this deck got wiped out because if that had, had not happened and someone had been on my deck and it had fallen yeah, and someone got today. hurt, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a blessing in it. It's all perspective. Yeah. It really and when is. it boils down to it, it's just money. You know, we don't always have tons of money, but in a lifetime, we all go through a pretty good amount of money, right? It'll come when the time's right. Yeah. If you look at it that way, and again, money is a discussion most cannot have that most need to be having. I've been fortunate my whole life. I've been an entrepreneur. I, I come from a middle-class family. I, I've worked my ass off. I've been in hundred percent commission jobs pretty much my whole life. The upside to 100% commission is there's no end to right. how much you can make if you put in the time and effort. And when I was younger, I put in a shit ton of time and a shit ton of effort and it got rewarded for it. So that's wonderful for that. But I also sacrificed the entire half of my life that was living. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was, it just didn't make any sense. Right. So, uh, but I would say to myself, the external would be, I want to live in the gated neighborhood. I want to yeah. live and be here. No one asked me to live there. No one told me to live there. I wanted to live there. Then I lived there, realized what it takes to manage living there, keeping yep. up with the Joneses, if you yep. will. And it becomes all of this, right? So when when I look at it, I thought, man, what was I doing? You know, what was I, what was I chasing? But internally, I wanted to control everything. I wanted to yep. control how things looked, where things went, what people's perspectives were. And that's that that's it's it's different now because now I don't care. Yeah. I used to really give a shit about what everyone's yeah. opinion was about how I did things or what I said or where I went, Brian. And now the external for me, I've kind of changed it where externally I'm just not interested. Yeah. And and I think that's an evolution. Do you, do you find that as people get older, that, that, that those shift a little bit more, or do you think people kind of tend to stay with where if they're 50, 50, fine, but if someone's really heavy on external, they tend to stay that way. Cause I feel like I've shifted away from it. My wife would probably disagree, but I think I've shifted away from it. Is that, is that common? Do you think? Yeah, I think it is. I think that um, life has a way of humbling us, right? And um, Dr. Amen, Daniel Amen is a big uh, mentor of mine. I, I study him quite often, brain spec, spec scans as it relates to my field, and just fascinated by the guy and the work he's done in our, in our industry. And, um, you know, one thing that he brings up is the, the 1840-60 rule, I think it is, is what he calls it. And 18 is you spend most of your time worried about what other people are, are thinking about you. You turn 40, um, and you realize that, um, you don't really care what people think about you. And then when you're 60, you realize you look, you look back and, and no one was really thinking much about you at all. <laughs> so I'm, which is hilarious, right? Cause I'm like two months from my 40th birthday. Right. And so, and, and so my therapist, Jessica, she warned me about all this, like almost a year ago. She's like, look, dude, it's not a, it's not like a, the midlife crisis is not a joke. Like don't go do anything stupid, but this, you're going to start feeling and thinking. And, and I've done it. I was just having a discussion with my wife yesterday. I'm like, man, 
you know, my dad's the oldest guy in the family. And she's like, what are we doing right now? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. It just came to me. And so I'm putting it out there and I'm freaked out about it. And so, but externally, I can't control that. Right. My dad is, he's my best friend in the world. Love him to death. It's the worst day of my life. That hasn't happened to me yet. I get that. Um, and I'm fortunate every day I get to hang out with him. I saw him yesterday, which is cool. But Brian, the external is I can't control that. Yeah. I can't, it, there's nothing, but all I can do internally is make the best of it. Right. Yeah. And like you yeah. say, have more of an appreciation for the moment. Um, and I, that's what the pandemic has brought to me. I know this is not a favorable position, but 2020 was awesome for me yeah. in, in, regard, in regards to self-growth, in regards to finding out who I was, what I really wanted in my life. Yes, it's tragic. Yes, tragedy happens every day. Right. Uh, I hate to say that, but even before the pandemic, we were having tragic shit throughout this country. Absolutely. So this is just different tragedy to me. Uh, but from a personal perspective, man, I, I was able to dig in. You know, yeah. you could, if you want to tear it down to the studs during the pandemic from your business to your life, you could have done it. And if you did it, the rebuild should be glorious if you were paying attention to everything that's around you. Yeah, totally agree. I, I had the same experience myself. Um, 2020 was a great year for my family. Great opportunity. Um, great, great uh, position to really focus on us. Um, we were forced back in the house like everybody else. And, yeah. and so we chose to embrace that and to feed back into what we wanted our tribe to be. And it ended up paying off really big. I was able to get into LinkedIn and really dig in deep to um, developing as a professional and someone that really wants to bring awareness to, to things related to my field, mental health, awareness, general wellness. And, and so it all ended up being a real big blessing. Well, we're glad you did. We're glad you did because I appreciate a lot of what you put out in the world. I think the fact that you approach things from your position, right? Because as I told you, I'm an addict. So I deal with the idea of addiction. I went through it. My father's an alcoholic, all these things. My dad doesn't drink anymore. He doesn't do anything. Right. And he and I had a discussion one time when I was younger where it was like, dad, I don't, I can go out and have two drinks, three drinks, and then it's cool. I'll go to bed. He's like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I said, I don't understand. He goes, if you're going to go out and have one, have 20, go out and do it. And I was like, what, dude? I don't, holy cow. Yeah. Is that how you roll? He's like, that's why I don't drink anymore, dude, because that's how I roll. And yeah. I thought, I don't want to roll that way. So I gave up drinking cold turkey for, I don't know, six months, uh, whatever it was. And, and I didn't, it was fine. I introduced myself back into it because I missed, I missed a good drink. I, I don't, Brian, is that, is that fair to say? I mean, how did, the word addiction, dude, the fact that this is what you deal with really fascinates the hell out of me um, because, because I, I know that I am, but I manage it. So is that something, yeah. is there some sort of skill set that I'm doing or something that I'm not noticing internally to bring our discussion around to this, that, that sets that up? How, how do you find that people that kind of walk that line, how does it get walked? I guess I'm asking for help to understand where I'm having success. So I don't go back. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that um, you know there's good research and scientific uh, proof that we're all wired differently, and some some folks struggle with different things, and and that's one thing I don't ever want to um, push on someone else. I I have a difficult time with what you don't have a difficult time with, right? So I don't ever like I don't want Sean to feel bad about having a couple of drinks. That's Sean's thing, and he's managing it, and it's not affecting his daily functioning and and his responsibility as a leader of his family and and business and all that kind of thing. So. That's your that's your gig, you know. Me, right. it 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 completely deteriorates me from inside out. So I have to be. I, I can't do that. I've chosen Correct. to stay away from that, right? So, um, you know, and I think it has a 
has everything to do with wiring. We're all wired differently. I mean, why, you know, my wife was uh, 37 when she passed away with cancer and uh, perfectly healthy. How come she got cancer? I was doing drugs and drinking. How come, how come I didn't die? How come I'm still here? It doesn't make any sense, right? So, um, you know, generally speaking, they say that, uh, you know, through the research that uh, Dr. Daniel Eamon has done um, that, I, that I track with brain spec scans and, and um, all the advancements that he's, he's sharing with, with the field, um, you know, if you have more than um, three drinks a week, that typically is moving in a direction of having a negative effect on uh, blood flow in the brain and could have long-term effects that are not favorable. So um, we want to look at that. As far as addiction, if uh, you're, you know, you're having, um, I think it's, uh, I'm trying to remember the criteria, but essentially like if you're having, um, you know, you're in, if you're in a place where you're having three to four drinks a night, I mean, you're looking at that at like a week, that's like a case of, of beer a week. That's, that's quite a bit, right? Yeah. So that's going to have an effect on brain uh, blood flow and, and functioning and development and um, other organs. I mean, your body is trying to process all of this and not giving it any release, any, any, um, any relief uh, throughout the week. And you're constantly um, putting the, that into your body. I mean, it, you got to give it some, some time to, 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 to rebound, I guess you could say. So, um, you know, I, I think that's something that, that everyone manages differently. But when you get to a point, bottom line, if you're doing this or that or whatever it is in your life that's become unmanageable and it's having negative effects and you're and you're you're going the wrong direction, you're heading backwards rather than forwards. I think that's a time when you need to step aside and and step back and take a look at what's what's going on. I think that's a big part of it is the is the step back, and I think that brings us kind of full circle to the self awareness concept, right? This idea that if you can see yourself from the inside out, the best that you can, best that's possible, so that you know what you're putting out there and you know yeah. how you're approaching things. And, and for me, it only comes, it only comes because of a partnership that I have with my wife. Um, yeah. and, 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 and we, you know, with what you just shared about your wife and, and what you were dealing with, dude, I, 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 you are standing in front of me and as, as someone who, who couldn't believe that I would ever be able to do such a thing. Um, I'm fortunate and grateful every day that I have my wife. And I know Amen. that stories like yours exist. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm grateful that that didn't do more to you that didn't put you forward, right? That, yeah. that, that, that allowed you to stay stuck somewhere. And I think that someone, when, when you tell your story, people should listen because shit don't get much worse than that. Yeah. All right. Then losing a spouse before you're 40 ain't the way the game. I get children lost. Yes. Yes. Don't have kids. So for me, that spousal loss would be something incredible, Brian. Um, when you look at that, that's an, but as you put this, that's an external, right? I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to give context. You couldn't control that. And I think that was your point, right? Was that you were doing all of this internally to ruin yourself. And then over here, someone's doing none of that and you can't control one thing that's about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's really, I didn't have, when, when she passed away, I didn't really have those other um, supports in place so that, so to, to manage some, something of such a uh, mass loss in my life. And Just so magnitude. Yeah. I mean, oh, you, man. You, you did it on your own then? Is that what you're saying? Like, oh, you it's like, have this I didn't have any of that. It's like draining the ocean. It can't be done. Right. And so I reverted back to what I knew best in the moment. What's going to get me um, feeling more in control and feeling um, less overwhelmed and less um, defeated. 
I'm going to drink. I'm going to use. That's what I'm going to do. Well, yeah. you do that in the moment a whole bunch of times. And now you're dealing with addiction. And guess who's doing you in the moment? I mean, you know, then it gets so big that you're not controlling anything anymore. You're just following a path that's laid by by addiction every day that really does it, that, that distinguishes what exactly you're going to do. You're going to wake up this morning and you're going to have a beer, whether you like it or not, because I'm addiction and I'm in your life. And that's what I say is going to happen. And if you don't have that, I'm going to make today really difficult for you. Yeah, see, and that's what it comes down to is understanding how you're going to have to set that separation, right? Sooner or yeah. later, you have to draw a line in the sand for yourself. And you yeah. have to make a decision for you and whatever at this time, whether it's kids or not, you have to make a decision for what's best moving forward, Brian. Um, when you talk about the, the internal versus external to kind of wrap this up, what are, you, what are your sort of takeaways on the awareness side for folks? Like, what would you say, hey, if, 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 if this happens, it might be something you want to take a look at. Or like, how, how do you advise people to look at trying to figure out their internal, external um, issues, if you will? Yeah, so um, I'm really big on, oh, what is it? You put me on the spot. See, you don't let me plan any. I hate you for it. Well, um, <laughs> you, I mean, you, you, you actually started the show by admitting you I know. Plan, I know. All right. you so brought there's... this topic. So I, I gave you the idea of a topic a week ago. So I'm not going to really the blame here. This is totally on me. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I love you to death, but this is... I... I received that. Yeah, I absolutely. You're right. I can't be that today, buddy. Not today. <laughs> Not today. So it's it's kind of like the uh the the it's there's a number for it. It's like the five, sure. 10, 15 rule or whatever, you know. But essentially, if it's not something that's gonna matter a year from now, if it's not yeah. something that's gonna matter a week from now, then I don't spend time worrying about it, you know, because a lot of times it's in the moment, and that's really what we we base what controls us. So um, oh my my tire uh went flat. Oh my gosh, my whole day's ruined. Okay, well, that tire likely because you need your vehicle probably within 24 to 48 hours, you're going to have a new tire, it's going to be fixed or, you know, this is not going to be a problem anymore. So getting really overwhelmed and heated and going zero to 60 in two seconds in the moment because you're standing beside a, a flat tire is really kind of over the top in my mind, right? So it's like, okay, this happened. What's your plan? All right, what are my resources? I got a cell phone here. I'm going to make some phone calls. I'm going to come up with a solution. We're going to fix this problem. We're going to keep moving. That's how life works. Yeah. So my wife is my external. My wife is my internal, and I am the external. That is the problem here. Uh, you just the way you just said it right there. Because recently we had our car out, we had our bikes all loaded up, and the car blew a hose. We we're on the side of the road, and I'm just like, what the? This is. I mean, I was really pissed. And she's like, dude, what are we supposed to do? I'm like, well, we got to unload the bikes. We got to call friends. She's like, yeah, now you're onto something. Like, what do we have to do to get ourselves off the side of the road in 80 degree heat? You know, whatever the case was. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah dude, that, that's a really, that's a really great point. Brian, man, I really appreciate you making the time to come on here. I know you're dealing with a lot. You've moved across the country. You are uh, a man without his family as it stands right now. They are a couple <laughs> miles away in Michigan. Um, I'm sure you talk to him frequently and, uh, uh, I'm gonna. I want to have you get back to doing whatever it is you like to do in your off time. Uh, again, really appreciate it, Brian. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, dude. And please, man, keep up the uh, keep up the LinkedIn content, man. Keep yeah. it up. Uh, we, 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 I support it whenever I can. I think people need to hear about it. I think people need to see it. Um, and if you could, um, any information you can link to in the post when this goes up. Uh, about the doctor and or any of the other stuff we talked about, please feel free to put if, if any of that assets you want to redo uh, yeah. or, or add to the discussion, please do. Because again, 
we had some preparation time, but I get it. You didn't know where the conversation was going to go. So I think we're all on the same page there. Uh, I don't expect you to have those things at the ready, but you can always fill them in later. All right. You know what? You want to say on the parting way out? Yeah, it's really interesting, man, because I'm now realizing I've, I chose the topic of internal versus external locus of control. And this really forces this whole setup that you have of, of being just kind of like throw it out there it really sets you up to determine what you're going to do. Like, you know what, this conversation is going to happen. We're going to have it. We're going to have fun with it. We're going to hope to bless folks with it. And that's all there is to it. I don't yeah. need to lose sleep over that. It's just you and me hanging out. You, you know? don't, and, and don't lose sleep over this. There's no edit buttons here. So this whole, <laughs> this whole thing goes up the way it's gone. It's never been edited. It never will be edited. Because I love it. But if you, I give you one, I give you one way out. If after you fall asleep tonight, you wake up tomorrow, you're like, whoa, I actually don't want any of this live. You call me, it won't go live. But otherwise, okay. if you go on live on Monday morning, <laughs> people are going to come see you. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Brian, thank you for joining me. And tune in next Monday. Uh, I don't know what we'll be doing, but I'm sure we'll be having tons of fun. Thanks a lot and have a great week. <laughs>